Sit back and listen to Chaya Srivatsa have exclusive conversation with women from different professions. A Sochcast brought to you by the Guild of Women Achievers, a global network of women with amazing talent, achievements and a great story to tell. These interviews were done over 15 years ago. Welcome to another edition of Women of Substance. Today we have with us Asha Blake from Los Angeles. Hi Asha, are you there? I'm here. Hi Chaya, how are you? Good. Let me tell you a little about Asha before we start talking to her. She is the host of the new nationally syndicated show Life Moments. Earlier she was one of the hosts of Later Today, a national news and talk show on NBC. Asha, is it easy for South Asian women to get into the electronic media? Well, Chaya, we can just talk about women in general. Okay. Um, now it's, I think, a little bit more difficult than when I started about 17 years ago mm-hmm. uh, because it's so competitive. There are so many people who want to move into this field of all nationalities. Okay. So I think it's challenging for everyone, but it can be done. It can be done. And what do you think are the special qualities that uh, make you do it? Well, I-, I decided when I was 14 years old that I wanted to be a news reporter. I- news reporter. I wanted to do stories that helped women and helped children and made their lives better. I, I knew mm-hmm. that that was the path that I wanted to walk down. I won my first speech contest when I was 12 years old, I believe in sixth grade. And so for me, I've always loved to speak and I've always loved to write. In the field of journalism, that's what you do. Okay, so you need, you need to kind of know that. <laughs> what about the electronic media? You need to write also? Yes, I wrote everything that I did for 15 years. I was a news reporter and news anchor and did, I would say, 95, maybe even 98% of all the stories that I did, I wrote myself. So here in America, I'm not sure how it is all over the world, mm-hmm. but when you start out in the smaller markets or medium-sized markets, you're writing and speaking your own material. So yes, you need to know how to speak and you need to know how to write. And uh, do you have to have late nights and very erratic timings also? Oh, there are a lot of those, Chaya. Um, plan If you're going into or you want to go into the field of journalism or broadcast journalism, mm-hmm. plan on working very late night, yeah. plan on moving around the country perhaps a few times. I moved nine times in you, my career, nine different states. You mean you move nine times to go and work in those yes. states? All yes. Right. Okay. From um, New Mexico to Colorado to Arkansas to Minneapolis to New York to L.A. to New York again and then back to L.A. So... Not everybody will move that much, and some people have moved more than I have. Okay, so mobility is very important. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you have to have a desire to want to tell a story or perhaps want to help people because that's what the news business, and I'm talking about the news business, mm-hmm. is supposed to do. Is it very exciting? It's very exciting. It's very interesting. It's very exciting. It's very challenging. Every day you're out on a different story. One day you might be covering... a fire somewhere the next day it might be a city council meeting the next day it might be um an organ donation story so every day is different in the news business is it dangerous too <laughs> it can be yes i i did have a shotgun pulled on me once uh-huh. when i was out doing a story this was when i was working in minneapolis in minnesota okay. and we drove maybe about an hour out of the city it can be dangerous or you're running through fires i've done that many times mm. or near fires so from that perspective yes Uh so the person who wants to get into this media has to have guts also. <laughs> yes, that's very important. That's a good way to put it. Um really a desire for mm-hmm. this job. 
because it's not easy and you do move a lot and you do face a lot of challenges. Uh, I know it seems like when people watch the television, somebody just sits up there and reads and it seems like a very glamorous job. Mm -hmm. Well, there are 15 years of non-glamour, let me put it that way, of sitting in cars in 40 degrees below zero weather, weather, missing dinners, missing holidays, you work holidays. And so, yeah, there's a lot of non-glamorous parts to it. So you need to have glamour, you need to have good looks, you need to have guts like for to succeed in this uh, profession. Well, I'm talking about good looks. What do you say? Yeah, um, you know, when I started as I mentioned a long time ago, I don't think that that was as important. Perhaps I think in this day and age it seems to be more important, but um, I think that if you're a good writer, I think if you're a good reporter, I think if you work hard, uh, you can be successful. You know, I remember a, a saying which says uh, when a woman stands up, when a man stands up to speak, they first uh, listen to what he says and if they like what he says, then they look at him. When a woman stands up to see, I mean, speak, they first look at her. If they like what they look, then they listen to her. What do you say? Well, let me think about that. <laughs> I think that, let me put it this way. I think it is challenging in the news And I can only speak to what I have worked in, mm-hmm. right, in my profession. Uh, I think it's better now than it used to be. Okay. I think women are taken much more seriously. Look at Katie Couric. Look at Diane Sawyer. Look at Barbara Walters. Look at Jane Pauley. Um, you know, even me moving into this position. Mm-hmm. I think, and look at Oprah, for Pete's sake. Oh, really? Women have proven that they need to be taken seriously, and I think they are taken more seriously now than they used to be. But yes, it's always still a challenge. Would you like to share uh, some of your thoughts on this women's movement in general, Asha? You know, all over the world, there's a lot of hue and cry about women finding their own place in the sun, you know, mm-hmm. the glass ceiling and things like that. Yes. Do you have uh, something to say about that? You know, it's funny. Every day and just the other day, there are articles coming out and some say, yes, women are shattering the glass ceiling because their their pay has risen. And other times you'll see articles that say glass ceilings still exist. And I think that the glass ceiling does still exist in many different occupations. Some are better than others, and some are worse. Um, I would imagine that, that in places outside of the United States, things the glass ceiling does still exist, more so perhaps than here. Because, of, as I mentioned, women um, have proven that they can do the job and make the money, and sometimes more so than men. But do I think it still exists all over the world? Yes, then if I can help in any way in breaking some of that, then I am happy to do that. Uh, you know what? It's my personal opinion on this is, Asha, I think the glass ceiling exists because of an important thing that you talked about, mobility for women. I think women hesitate to move out from wherever they are, maybe because of children, schools, and whatever it is. At least so it's in India like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you think that could be one of the reasons why women cannot shatter the glass ceiling, the mobility aspect? Well, I, li- I did a lot of my moving around when I was single, before I was married and before I had my daughter. Okay. And, but I did move about four times after I was married, and I, my husband is, is wonderful, and he um, stayed home for a year to help out when I first got my job at ABC, because it was going to be challenging. So you have to have a partner that's willing to help out, okay. and willing to do laundry, and willing to you know, take Sasha to the preschool. That's very important. Yeah, I could not have done all of this if I did not have a supportive husband. So you've heard of this book which says working women do not have wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's true. Um, but it, but it's so important if you're married. If you're single, it's a different picture mm-hmm. altogether. It's a lot easier to move around. But when you're married, it becomes much more challenging to do that and to balance a family life with your job. And you really need to, single women, I'm talking to you, look for a supportive spouse who can help out. So that's another G I've got to add to this, you know, good husband. You know? Absolutely. Um, yes, you Asha, do need that Asha, I want <laughs> for to many move, reasons. I want to move a little out from this to mm-hmm. another thing that you've done, a very interesting thing, which is that uh, website you've started called ForMyEmergency.com. Yes. Would you like to share that with us? I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so happy with the way things are turning out. After September, I was in California, and I had moved from New York probably about six months earlier, and watching what happened on September 11th here from California, and I could not believe what was happening. And my heart went out for all those people and all those families and all those children that did not have parents come home. Mm-hmm. And I sat there like everybody else watching the coverage, and I thought, you know what? Everybody in this country and others needs what I created for my daughter mm-hmm. three years earlier when she was three, and we moved to California, earthquake-prone California. And I thought, if anything happens to you know, my husband or myself, who will know how to take care of this child because we did not have family around here? So I created a vital information form for her which detailed everything that you need to know about her and us. And then I decided that everybody needed one, so I created a website called for, the number for, myemergency.com. And it's free. It's a charity project on my part. I pay for it. There's no advertising. And what it gives you is a more than 100-question form that you can download or print out and fill out by hand, give to your relatives on things that your family needs to know to help you in an emergency. And this could hold for anyone anywhere in the world. Anybody in the world, and I hope to Chaya someday translate it into different languages. It's, be- it's beautiful. I've gone through the site and it's very, very informative. I Thank hope, you. I hope our listeners go into this. It is for, number four, yes. myemergency.com. And there's a place to contact me through there too. So I get suggestions from people all over the country. And, and yes, I would love to change this into many different languages because we all basically have the same thing. We all have home numbers. Mm-hmm. We all have where to find your parents, doctor information. And the, the form does not ask for account numbers. I don't store anything. The website doesn't store anything. Okay. Basically, I've given you a form for yourself and your family. Go into it, listeners. It's really good. And if Thank you want you. to know more about Asha Blake, you can read about her because her bio is also on the website. Asha, it's been great speaking to you. And thank you for being with us this morning. You're welcome. And this, yes. Okay. No, I was going to say thanks for inviting me. I had a wonderful time um, speaking with you as well. And this program was brought to you by Guild of Women Achievers. And the objective of Guild of Women Achievers is to create a global network of women and bring people like Asha to interact with women listening to the show. Bye-bye.